Right, right. You know, some games. This is the week we can like be excited about it and have fun with it before we kind of have to lock it in for next week. Yeah, I will be watching if I have time. I will be watching Vandy, Hawaii. Wait, do we know? Is that is that game in Hawaii? Is that why they're playing it? Like, if it's a weird time, is yeah. I was gonna say if it's playing it. If it's a weird time, sure. Same if yeah, right. If that's, but that's where I'm getting at. Like, are you gonna if you have time with the games at like one in the well, morning? I just don't know. Like, I don't know. About I just don't know. Like, if I, what, what we're doing work wise here or other places. So. I promise you, you won't have to. You won't have work at <laughs> one in the morning. Oh, well, then let's go. <laughs> I promise you that. I mean, it's gonna be like what, like a nine a.m. game, a ten a.m. game. We'll find out. We'll find out. Here's your here's your schedule next week. Um, all right, it's at nine thirty. That's what I figured. <laughs> so they're playing. They're playing in Honolulu like in the early afternoon. Sweet. So it's nine thirty here. So, but it is the latest game. But that's, dude. That the, the nine thirty, the the Hawaii like eleven p.m. kickoffs back when I was young. <laughs> like when I was young, when I was younger, and just stayed up really late and all that. That was like that was great. It was always like I don't I don't I'm not fancy. I don't have the after dinner drinks. But the idea of somebody like having like a nice fancy meal and then sitting around like a like a, a fireplace drinking cognac or something like yeah, yeah. some after dinner drink that's what the hawaii game used to it's feel the like after football, Back football. When, you know colt brennan rest in peace when hawaii was like good and they'd oh, score yeah. all these points so it actually was like kind of cool and i remember there was a, a boise state hawaii game that i think it was boise state and hawaii and it impacted it somehow was impacting LSU in like 07. Like, are they going to make the national championship even though they lost two games? And then all these dominoes fell and then all these teams started to lose. And somehow the last one that might, and then it turned out Hawaii went undefeated that year, but they had the worst schedule in America. So they got to go to the Sugar Bowl, not the national championship. And they got stomped by Georgia. But there was this game really, really late. And it was like all these people were gathered at a bar at this location in south louisiana i won't be named and they're all into this i'm like man that's that was the bcs for you because somehow you could find like a trickle effect Mm. of almost any game and be like how will this impact my team how will this impact this team how will this impact the race for this bowl or that bowl or the bcs game or a bcs bowl and and you know even if there wasn't an LSU tie, the idea that Hawaii could break through and get into a BCS game was a big deal at the time, and so everyone was, you know, college football fans were locked in. It, that's the way it should be. It's a little you know nine thirty is a little early for a Hawaii game, but you know that's good for you. You get to check it out, Blaze, without having be. to stay up till one or two in the morning. Hey, that sounds like a plan for me. We'll be doing that. I produced a UL basketball game. They were at a tournament in Hawaii, and it tipped off at two a.m. local time. Oh, oh Jay Walker was on the air at one thirty with pregame. Yeah, I remember that. That yeah. was oh nine, maybe temporarily 09. nocturnal. Was what you got to do for that? It was a late broadcast, but we just get it on the air, baby. But all right, here's your here's your schedule, fellas. Now, if you're just tuning in, we're going to get into a lot of stuff. Chandler Fields is going to be the starting quarterback for UL. Um, Saints, another preseason game. Don't even try to act like that was fun to watch. It was it was Don't. miserable. Don't. It was miserable. Um, Producing we'll, it was miserable. We'll get, as well. in, we'll get into some of the <laughs> roster spots uh that are that are happening. There's some of the roster battles. Um John Emery suspended the first two games. Uh what will that impact have, if any, for LSU? And uh, we'll get we got we got a lot to get into. in that UFC fight. I mean, you watched the Blaze? 
I saw the highlights from it. I, wasn't, I don't pay for pay-per-view unless I go to a bar or something like that or Buffalo Wild Wings. I don't really get a chance to watch it. I didn't watch it, it but, but we all know what happened, right? Yes. Usman and what, Leon, what's his Leon name? Leon Edwards. From Birmingham? Yes. All right, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna discuss that briefly, even though none of us watched it. Hey. We're going to discuss it. Because I'm an expert about talking about things I didn't see. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Tell me about the premiere of that Game of Thrones knockoff last night. Oh, it was just awful. I, I don't know. You don't have no <laughs> idea. I've heard, I've heard there's good reviews on it, and the, the backstory on it should be really good because they set it up so does, well in does Game Blaise of Thrones. Does Blaze just know everything? Blaze just pipes <laughs> in with well, a legit love, response. I love, I love Game of Thrones. So, like, I'm I truly enjoy, excited I enjoy for the Game prequel. of Thrones as well. I felt like once they got past the books, it started to fall off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that, From what I understand, there is no book involved with this, so I'm, I'm skeptical. But, no, I didn't watch it. All right. Here's your here's your docket for this Saturday. You ready? Ready. You have some jamboree games for the high school football fans out there, but it's jamboree. It's not you know doesn't count in the standings. But you'll have that a little bit this week. But here you go, um, college football this Saturday. Austin P at Western Kentucky Banger. will kick off. That's going to be a good the 2022 game. college football season. Banger. That's right. How. Houchins Industries L.T. Smith Stadium in Bowling Green, Kentucky is the start of college. That is where it all starts this year. Um, So Nebraska Northwestern, that is the game that is in Ireland. That will kick off 30 minutes later in Dublin. Wait, I'm kind of excited about that, actually. uh, At 1130. Why? Because it's in Ireland? Yes. Okay. Uh, so you're not excited? You're not excited about the Nebraska North Northwestern uh, matchup? You don't want to see the coldest Crawford man? Take how about the, oh, you know, no, you know what? No, I, I am kind of, kind of. How about Scott Frost bragging about how his old linemen like to throw up a lot? Um, we're not like to, rather they probably <laughs> hate it, but he likes like that it. they threw up a lot. It's like, what are you trying to make your old line bulimic? What the heck? Yeah. Uh, Idaho State at UNLV at two thirty. UConn at Utah State at three. Wyoming at Illinois at three. Duquesne at Florida State. The Seminoles warm up before a uh, game in New Orleans the following week against LSU. Uh, That's at four. Charlotte at Florida Atlantic at six. Florida A&M at North Carolina at 7.15. North Texas at UTEP at eight. Nevada at New Mexico State at nine. And Vanderbilt at Hawaii at 9.30. This is not a great Layout of games, gentlemen. It's, <laughs> and it's, yet, and yet, be, because you're craving football so much that isn't preseason football, you're gonna, you're gonna yeah. Watch it. It's yeah, not a lot of big name matchups, but it is a there. I did hear a lot of conference matchups within there, especially within the Mountain West. It seemed like, uh, as you said, Idaho, New Mexico State, Utah no, no, I said State, Idaho State. They oh, are, Idaho State. Where, where they're, they're, they're oh, an, wow. F, an FCS. Yes, school. yeah, they are. Oh, yeah, they are. And Idaho is not. I don't think the the Vandals they're not in the Mountain West are I think they're independent now. Oh, they they switched. Okay, okay. They were they were, they were in Mountain West. A few they years were ago. in the belt briefly again for football, and then they were gone. And no, I think they've kind of just been left. They've been put out to the pasture. They're they're as they should. They're oh my god, Jesus! They're, 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 they're not very good. They're a very good team. That is uh, struggling to hold on to my nasty moniker. Is, yeah, well, yeah, why do you hate? Yeah, why do you hate potatoes? What the heck? Why I don't do you know. Hate Idahoans. I don't know, man. You know, it's the carbs. It, it it messes with his bulk. He just yeah, he's just <laughs> taking digs. At <laughs> Idaho's just catching some strays. I don't even care that that's the layout and that all those games are going to be terrible. 
It, we just got through the last weekend well, without football. We don't know if the game's going to be terrible. They're just teams that we don't care about. I mean, they're, they're probably going to be terrible. I mean, what is your idea of, like, a good game if it's Competitive. close? Yeah. But what if, like, it's, you know. Even if both teams are playing, like, garbo. I was, like, I was going to say 27 because, times hey, in the rain. Hey, and, like, hey, there's, hey, like, hey, it's 3 nothing. Penn State. Punting is fun to watch. Penn State and Illinois were close last year. And they went into a five-overtime game that was absolutely abysmal to watch. I think the final score ended up being, like, 19-14. It was absolutely <laughs> horrendous to bad. watch. Good, but not it was bad. Good yeah. old Big Ten football. Yeah. Bad. How about Big Ten? How about CBS? Not happy about it. I am keeping so... the SEC music for Big Ten that, in a few years when they start airing my Big brain Ten and games. My heart. I want to write. You can't, you can't do that. No, you can't. Uh, you got to write. Somebody new. played it over like the Big Ten. Like uh, I follow a bunch of like meme sports pages, and somebody played the music over like the Big Ten like intro. Da, yes, da, 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 and it, it hurt da, 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 to watch. Da, da. It hurt. Yeah, it's like, well, I mean, I'm sure you've heard, like, the, the numerous people making fun of it, like, welcome to a beautiful day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In Ohio, where 5-3 and three Purdue against, That's right. you know, whatever, like, 3-5. Yeah. and five. We're in New Brunswick, New go, Jersey, where the 2-8 and eight Rutgers Scarlet yeah. Knights <laughs> battle the UCLA <laughs> Bruins, who are 3-6. and six. It's Big Ten football on CBS. Oof. I mean, if it's on network it. TV, it probably won't be Rutgers UCLA. I mean, but no. it's fun to make the joke. It'll probably yeah. be more like Ohio State and Penn State or something a little more notable. But Ohio yeah, State man. and Penn State, the game that'll end in like thirty-five to three. I guess. I mean, Penn State every now and then has a will have yeah. a good team. You know, I don't know. Penn State from a uniform standpoint, I feel like Penn State's always had some pretty sleek uniforms. They do have pretty sleek uniforms. I agree. That 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 white with the navy. Sometimes they wear the all Classic. whites in the snow, and you literally can't see anything. Yeah, that like, feels kind of anti uh, anti. What's the word? I don't know. I don't know where you're going with uh, it either. It's confusing. <laughs> it's like not 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 useful for them. It's not a not a not a useful thing to do if you can't even see your own players. In the uh, snow. I guess so. I mean, I don't know. If you're used to it, you could use it Maybe. as an event. Anyway, here we are. Football hadn't started yet, but it's it's getting close. You said, you know, that Penn State. What, who was it, the game that was abysmal to watch? Penn State, Illinois, I believe it was last year. So, fellas, that Saints preseason game, I um, I recorded it because I couldn't watch it live, which I didn't mind. It's a preseason game. And I had some dad duties I, I tended to. And so I started watching at like 9 o'clock and kind of started fast-forwarding between plays. <laughs> and I almost made it through the whole game somehow. But at some point, maybe at the five, four or five minute mark of the fourth quarter, at some point I, I fell asleep. And then I woke up and, you know, it's like two in the morning. I'm in a chair and like the, the TV is shut off on its own. And I'm Ooh. like, that preseason game just, it did, it did me in. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't even, I couldn't even, and I didn't, I didn't need to go back and watch the final few minutes. It was um, <clears throat> like Ian Book for four quarters. I mean, I'd, I'd rather go to the dentist. Yeah, yeah, that was that was, that was yeah, awful. I, it was bad. Yeah, I, I like. All right, I'm glad. I, I'm glad. See, you guys were trying to trying to be like, oh, you're kind of being a. It's not that bad, Scott. I, you're being a Debbie Downer. I like that y'all can't even come up with any I, alternative take of why it was great. I watched every minute of that game live with my buddies. The only reason I was really bearable was because I was watching it with my friends. Ian Book, man. 
Ian but watching Ian Book play football sometimes, it just it it physically hurts. He took sixty one snaps at Notre Dame from under center where he he dropped back to pass. Sixty one. Like, what are we doing? Why? Why are we putting him under? What are we doing? Just let him run a shotgun. No. Plays. Why is he on the team, Nick? Yeah. Why I mean, are you? Why are you investing? Like, what are we doing? I mean, you can't take a so, side from under center. You got issues. Yeah. You can't. You, I mean, uh, that's fair. It's like one turnover after another. It was. It looked like the way the Hall of Fame game should look. Yeah. Yeah. Not the, now, look, I'm not telling you that the second preseason game should look glorious by any stretch, but. It should look a little bit better than that. Now, the the last preseason game this Friday, they'll they'll play some starters of a little bit longer. I guess. I mean, that's typically what a team would do. But who knows with Dennis who knows? Allen? Dennis Allen, Michael Michael yeah. Thomas likely isn't going to play. He's dealing with a hamstring injury, a minor hamstring injury, as um, as Dennis Allen put it. Who knows if you'll see Jameis at all? Um, yeah. You'll probably see some other guys you haven't seen yet briefly, and then. You know, so maybe you'll get a quarter worth watching, and then the rest. Oh, it's the it's the just you know the battle for a few roster spots. Okay, a few roster spots. The only thing I, I really guess, I guess you'll get up about that, but I'm just ready for the preseason to be done with. Yeah, yeah. So right now, like the really the only thing that I'm really watching the preseason for for the last like last game and the next game, the only thing I'm really looking for is defensive depth and the wide receivers. That's the only thing I care to see. Why wide receivers? Because it feels like once you get past like Marquez Callaway, it kind of opens up as to who's going to get to stay on the team and who's not. I mean, obviously we're going to keep Hardy, right? But like Traquan Smith is not impressed in the preseason, and I know he's been with the team for a while. But there are some other guys on this team that are doing better jobs getting off of coverage, and we're doing better jobs laying out blocks. Well, I, I hate to break it to you, but I'm pretty sure Traquan is he's not going anywhere anytime soon. At you least not think, this year. You don't think he's in danger of being cut? I don't think so. Not this time. Did you watch the preseason games? Because he does not look as good as some of these other dudes. Well, look who's throwing it to him. Nobody can look good. That's my point. But it doesn't matter. Here's why I think it's a. It's a. It's that's. But But here's why I think he's in a. Like he's been on the team since 2017, and he's still in the game late in a preseason game. Yeah. He's like definitely that, on the hot seat for sure. That tells me like he's and he's still battling for a spot. You can't talk about the guys throwing in the ball because that's that's a constant. And in, in an experiment, anything that's a constant can be ruled out. If they're all getting balls by Ian Book, yeah, they're all bad balls, but they all got to do their. But best I'm to saying catch nobody, them. nobody in last, nobody fri- in Friday's game, no wide receiver looked good at all except for Olave's one touchdown. Kirk pass, nobody. I mean, he it was fine. Simple, it was simple routes, but he, listen, Ian Book. He couldn't get the ball to anybody, and when he did, he was overthrowing the ball or he was fumbling the snap. Listen, it just but but evaluating a receiver is not purely on if he catches a ball or not. It's how he gets off of his break. It's how he gets his run blocking. It's I, how he gets I, his... I I understand all that, but this is a guy who signed a contract. What was it last se- season He's, before he, last? He did, he did, no, I think it was last year. He's a free agent. Nobody wanted him. Yeah, I mean he tested the market. Yeah, right. I look. You might be right. Blaze, but I think it may be, I I believe it's a little closer than you do. I yeah, I, yeah, I think I think it's I think he's like if he I, if he ends up playing a bunch Friday, that tells you yeah. he's definitely on the bubble. If he yeah. doesn't play much at all, I guess okay. You've yeah, seen, they've seen what they need to, but it. it let me that's, go. Let me that's go, why let me I said go, it's one of the only things look, I'm interested in. Let me try to go look at the snap count. I can't believe we're I'm doing this. I can't believe I'm doing this. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm going to go try to find the <laughs> snap count. <for> <laughs> 
from Saturday <laughs> I night. I can't believe I'm doing this. This is what I'm supposed to be yeah, doing. Yeah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> Let me see. Has anyone posted the snap count? Maybe not. All right, I don't see it anywhere. It would have been on Twitter if anyone look, had it. Uh, yeah, I'm looking for it. But um, Kirk Merritt looks like yesterday at practice they were they were letting him take snaps at other positions as well. I mean, Interesting. Trying to find a spot for him. I think he's, he's there are a number of receivers that if they clear waivers, they're going to try to bring him back on the practice squad. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like one of one of my guys that I really hope gets a practice squad position because I really don't make think he'll make the 53 is Dejon Dixon. Yeah. I really hope he makes it on the practice squad at least. But he did he did look very, very good. Like I, On some other teams, he probably is a roster spot. He's probably like a third or fourth wide receiver. Maybe not third. Fourth or fifth wide receiver. No, last year but, he would have been on the team. Yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know? Of course. Um, all right. I'm going to have to go find it. Because it's if, if... Oh, my gosh. We did get a Kevin White sighting, though, in that game. You mean he, because he caught a pass? Kevin White put two hands on a football and he caught didn't a drop it. Yeah, he caught it. It was one of the... One of, all right, here we go. One of the most impressive plays of that no, entire No, dug on it. All right, I can't find it. That's okay. I can't I find can't, it. Somehow I'm not very surprised that you can't find a snap count. Nobody wanted to game. put it up. <laughs> Nobody wanted to put it up on Twitter from a preseason. I, I, what I wanted to see was how many special team snaps Traquan Smith played. Ooh. That's actually what I'm looking for. Yeah, that's, um, that's, that may, that's a, a good but, point. But, all right, so there are a couple of players that are still battling for a few spots. We're going to tell you who that is a little bit later on. Cajuns named their starting quarterback. What does it mean moving forward? Well, they actually technically haven't named it yet, but it'll be Chandler Fields. They've informed both quarterbacks. Coach Desimo is meeting with the media today, and that's, I guess, when he'll make it it public to the media. Um, But we'll get into Chandler Fields as the starting QB to, uh, to begin the season. And the scrimmage on Saturday. Nick was there. I was there. Some big takeaways from that. Uh, and, you know, it's it, it, now now that camp has finished, fall camp has finished, they'll start getting into game mode as they prepare to kick off their season in 12 days. It's right around the corner. Football's back. All right, there it is. There it is. Now, now you it. just have to lay it on real thick. Oh, yeah. You just have to lay it on real sick. Again, football has been back for like three weeks, but football is really, really no. You now. see, you you claim that you're going to say it like I'm going to say it every week, every day of the year. Oh, I might as well. <laughs> I just won't. Just I won't be on the radio every time I say it. Okay, all right. You You'll think have to. Nick just wakes up in the morning, blaze, and just looks in the mirror <laughs> and goes, "Back, football's back." Yeah, usually it's it's between like the you know morning like vitamin re- regimen and then the breakfast. Uh-huh. Like, I'll, I'll football is back myself okay. and just give myself the, the energy. I will football is back myself. And give myself the energy. Like a pep talk. It's like a ESPN pep talk. Lafayette, best ticket in sports. We'll be right back. Coulda, shoulda, and woulda. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a big skin quarter mile. Are you serious? They all play here. Coach would have put me in fourth quarter. We'd have been state champions, no doubt. ESPN Lafayette. ESPNLafayette.com and the ESPN Lafayette app. He peaked athletically in the seventh grade. Do you know what a hero you are to me? I presume you're referring to my four touchdowns in one game. It's the Great Scott Show with Scott Prather on ESPN Lafayette. The best ticket in sports. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. Plays Nick in the house on this Monday. 
some uh, listeners, couple different emails, were saying, "Hey, look, it wasn't all bad. You had Will Lutz, you had Blake Gilligan." Oh my gosh, Blake Gilligan! I mean, a fifty-nine yard field goal that would have been good from sixty-five, and Blake Gilligan's eighty-one yard punt. Nice when you have some wind behind you and two strong legs. An unofficial career long from Will Lutz preseason, so it doesn't doesn't count on his on his career long. It looked good though. Yeah, it's it just a reminder the Saints special teams will be good this year. Yes. Yes, um, certainly. And then Blake Gilligan getting getting randomly mm-hmm. drug tested. Right. I don't, for 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 listeners out there, I just did like the air quotes thing with my fingers. The day after an eighty one yard, the, the NFL's like, go get tested. Um, all right, UL fall camp ended. Scrimmage was Saturday. Um, you started kind of getting the feeling last week that it, it might have been Chandler Fields's job to lose it at mm-hmm. some point um not just based on a scrimmage Saturday or or some practices last week I mean it, it goes all the way back to the spring all the way up until now but um but Chandler Fields is going to be the guy um it was a tight battle and I mean Woldridge just needs to stay ready because at any point he might get called upon but in the meantime this is the first time in a while that there's been a you know I guess in 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 coach Napier's first year there was a little bit of a quarterback battle and then Nunez started and Levi would take every third series and it was kind of it was it was a two quarterback system but like not a traditional and none of them really are. I mean, even if you went back to when Spurrier I, I did say, it years ago, it was I feel like usually, a two quarterback tr- system is by definition not traditional. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Um, but um, but it was it wasn't like you get a series and you get a series and it, 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 it rhythm all that kind of gets. I mean, Coach Desmond made it clear. I don't want to have a two quarterback system. Um, and so Chandler Fields as the starting quarterback for UL. What are your thoughts? I mean, yeah, I watched him in the scrimmage on Saturday, and I mean. Woodridge looked good. Chandler Fields looked really, really good. He was making some very smart decisions. He was getting out of the pocket when he needed to. He was standing in it when he did. Um, you know, I think he he he's a just a really solid, strong quarterback for the team, and he was making the right decisions. And I, I just can't say much more than that. He, he was he was looked good. Yeah, um, on the move with his legs, as as Coach Desimo said last week. You know. Um, Chandler is can be a little more creative at times. Ben will right. will stick with the play until I guess the last second. Yeah. Um, if you know, maybe if things start breaking out a little bit, then Chandler. I, I, I'm 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 definitely projecting reading into of course the quote, but I think it it makes a lot of sense, and I do know that you know Coach Desimo is very much a quarterback like that. Now yeah. Chandler is not the same style of quarterback that Coach Desimo was. I mean, Mike Mike played special teams his freshman year. I mean, he did a little bit of – I mean, he was he was more athletic. I mean, he ran a lot more. He did a lot more. Um, so Chandler is, you know, a little more creative. That's something that Mike was kind of like. But he is still – look, we want to we wanna stay in the pocket and throw it when we can. Yeah. But I, I could see them, you know, calling you more run plays for Chandler maybe than they would for Ben, but – that's not why Chandler won the job. They are they had, they do have very similar skill sets. Um, you know, I, I it's a tough competition, and Chandler just he earned it. And we'll see what happens next. Yeah. But you go into a season 
when you have a close quarterback competition, you know how it is. When any any sign of trouble from an offense, some fans are going to say, well, "Why don't you try this or why don't you try that?" Um, I, I don't I don't know what the future holds, but I know that Chandler's got the job now and and he earned it. Yeah, yeah. And I I don't think you're reading into it too much with what you said about because last week he did mention that was kind of the first time that we heard him name a difference that was maybe a key point for him looking at. He talked about how Woolrich was kind of a guy who did everything exactly by the book. And he talked about like how that was good that, you know, he was doing everything that he was taught. But at the same time, you know, there's sometimes where you have to improvise where you can't always do everything by the book. And he said, that's where, you know, fields kind of came in handy, but he also kind of knocked on fields in the sense of he's got to know when he can and can't take All chances. About that balance, yeah. And so Levi was kind of that guy. Well, not kind of. Levi was that guy who could improvise, and when things went off track, they went off script. He could create for you. Now, obviously, Fields doesn't have the speed that that Levi Lewis had, but to be able to improvise, he can do that for okay. you. So I think that I think that was more of a factor than what we realized going into it. ESPN Lafayette best ticket in sports. Uh, Coach Mike Desimo will uh, meet with the press today, twelve forty-five. We'll uh, we'll have that up on our Twitter feed for you at ESPN Lafayette, where I guess he'll publicly announce uh, that. And uh, maybe more or less, we'll get some more. We'll probably get some more insight on more why. insight on on the why. But I I'm going to have uh, Coach Desimo on tomorrow morning uh, at seven fifteen and try to try to peel back a little bit about how difficult it was and what went into it and, and kind of what happens next. But while that is the, the, the main story because of the position and the nature of it, you know, I, I still go back to the offensive line. And I think for UL, I think for the Saints, and I think for LSU. And I was talking to Mike Dettelier last week, and we were on the same page with this one. I think it's the big key for all three teams this year, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Because when you look at it, it's okay. How much, how much tape? Whatever you want to say. How much experience do you have up here? How many new guys do you have up here? Who did you lose? Who are you replacing? I mean, it. If if it's a question mark for me for all three teams. Good to see Trevor Penning have a much better game Saturday, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday rather. But if the answer to that question ends up being a, a big positive then the team's going to have, I think, really good seasons. If it's somewhere in the middle, you could still have some success. But if it's, if, it's a, if it's a struggle, I think everything else on offense becomes a struggle. I, I think it's, the, it's still, to me, the number one thing. Uh, now that the quarterback situation is settled at UL and, and appears to be settled at LSU when, when Miles Brennan made his decision last week, I think you know people are saying it's still a battle. I don't think Nussmeyer's going to start. It looks like Jaden Daniels. And for the Saints, you already know that if Jameis is healthy, he's the guy. But it's oh, you got all these weapons on offense. You got these new players. You got your better receiver. But if you don't have the, the time to get the you, ball to you, him, it doesn't you, matter. You got to have the right O line. That's to me the number one storyline for all three teams this year. What's the what's the number one storyline for you guys for each team? Um, yeah, I mean O line's a good call, but I think for me, uh, for the Saints, it's the defense. If they play to the caliber where, that we're expecting them to play to, they could be one of the best defenses in the last 10 years. I mean, in, in the NFL, period. Um, LSU, I think, yeah, it does come down. To, actually, I agree with you. It does come down to, like, O-line and quarterback play. Like, I know, you know, they've seen good things out of Jaden Daniels, but I really want to see what he's actually capable of. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've ever seen him pick a snap. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I, sure, certainly for for Jaden Daniels and Chandler Fields, there's a, there's the matter of we well, want to we want to. I have seen wanna, Chandler Fields take a few snaps. A so few, I have a little bit. I have a, a little bit more of my not, own eyes on. Not, not many though, you know, and no, not no, no, not sure in not. in the traditional starting role. I mean, the point is like. I, I because I'm saying that O line is number one for me as far as like that doesn't please I don't want yeah. anyone listening to misconstrue that I'm suggesting that oh well quarterback settled it's all good yeah, it's no all it's good. still it's still yeah. look, we want to see it and we want to see it play out over the course of games whenever you know they count and the opposition is yeah. is it's real it's and I think for Louisiana or it's not an exhibition for Louisiana it's both lines. Offensive and defensive. I think Louisiana's defense playing behind that line and what that line can get done, because they looked really good in the scrimmage too. What they can get done is going to be a, a big, important... It's, it's very important for the team in, in terms of how they set up their offense and how their defense is able to turn around and get plays, make big plays, make mistakes, right? Or f- force mistakes, I should say, on the other teams. That's going to be a big point of emphasis. For me, it's about cohesion, how well all three teams can play together because all three teams have enormous amount of turnover that went on and you bring in a lot of new guys and a lot of new faces into these offenses and defenses i mean the saints yeah they have a lot of returning stars that but they brought in a lot of new guys in free agency and through the draft so you have some new faces who are going to be playing big roles for you so as talented as these guys are you still want to see all these guys be able to get on the same page and be able to see how well that chemistry can bond that's going to tell you how fast they're going to start I think that's huge for you, Will. We've talked about Coach Dez and uh, multiple players talked about how they want to get off to a faster start this year. Well, that's a lot of that's going to come down to cohesion. How well are all these guys playing together? How well are they all bonded together? Because uh, yeah, I mean, you can be as talented as you want because we've seen it with, with a lot of these LSU teams. They bring in four and five stars out the you-know-what, and but they fall short because they're playing teams just as talented. So if you're not... If you're not on the same page, if you don't have the cohesion, the, the the chemistry, it doesn't matter how much talent you have. You're going to get picked apart because you're playing against guys who are just as talented as you are. You got new head coaches. Well, at two of the places, that it's it's a guy that was already there. Okay, but still new, new head, head coach. coach and new other new coaches on the staff at other spots. Yep. Um, you mentioned cohesion, Blaze. That's a big one at LSU. You have. Ju- not very many that were on the staff previously. You almost have a whole, almost an entirely new staff, uh, give or take a few spots. And it's a, uh, I I don't think there's ever been a season where the Saints, LSU, and UL all had new head coaches in the same season. No, I mean, so it's it's. I can't think of I one. Mean, to your point about cohesion, it's a it's a good point. Um, and how long does that take? And you know how. In in high school, yeah, you got a gym game. In in the NFL, you have some preseason games, but man, in college, you just, you just it's one it. thing to scrimmage indoors against guys that you know are on your team, but yeah. man, when that when the lights when you're under the lights and the it's, it's the totally real deal, it's yeah. just you're working out a lot of growing pains that perhaps other at, at other levels of football you're able to work some of them out anyway. Before the season even kicks off, yeah, um, you can only do so much of that in fall camp and then in game week and preparation and stuff like that. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Speaking of games, UL homecoming Saturday, October first. That's a lot earlier than normal, but it's a great time to have one. They're taking on South Alabama, and you, if you're listening, can win the ultimate tailgate. 
whether you're listening to us live, whether you're listening via the podcast after the fact on demand, it doesn't matter. Just go sign up if you haven't signed up yet. It's free to sign up. It's simple. It takes a minute, not even. And you can't win if you don't sign up. Enter to win the ultimate tailgate package for 50. Fizo's Seafood Steakhouse and Oyster Bar. They are going to set up the tent, the tables, the chairs for you at the prime tailgating spot next to Cajun Field. They're going to cook all of the delicious food. They're going to provide soft drinks and water. They're going to have a wait staff. And you're going to get 50 tickets to the game. The ultimate tailgate, courtesy of ESPN Lafayette, UL Athletics, and Fizo's Seafood Steakhouse and Oyster Bar. Sign up over at the ESPN Lafayette app or go to ESPNLafayette.com and uh, you'll see it on the What's Hot Bar. I'm Scott. That is Nick. That is Blaze. I woke up Sunday morning and my timeline was just full of UFC stuff. Full of UFC stuff. Right. What a moment. What a, what, what, the thing that I love most about UFC or boxing or any any kind of sport like that happen on Saturday. And I'll explain why it's my favorite and why every now and then I just, I got to lay out the apples to watch a fight. I didn't this weekend, but sometimes I just got to. Mm. We'll talk about that next. Don't go anywhere. It's the Great Scott Show. Sports talk that's so legit, it smells like beer and chicken wings. I mean, can't you smell it? I'm smelling barbecue, too. ESPN Lafayette, ESPNLafayette.com, and the ESPN Lafayette app. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. Scott Prather, Blaze Bro, Nasty Nick, they're here. UFC... What number was it? 258? Two, 278, I 278? believe. 278? 278. Because 280, it's, it's about to get into the 280s now. So give me the background, Blaze. You had Leon. Leon Edwards, up-and-coming stud. From Birmingham. Yep. Real real, real good fighter. Uh, a lot of people pre- predicted him to really give Usman a run for his money. But Usman, it was a shock to see him go down. So even though everybody knew Edwards was the guy and and was a legit contender to take him down, Usman is probably one of the most polarizing names in UFC. When you think of some of the top names, you think of DC, you know, Daniel Corman, you think of Anderson Silva, uh, you think of Khabib, McGregor. Usman is one of those guys that, that you think of. He's one of the pioneers that really took this sport to the next level. And so to see him go down, he's a big name, big intimidating name. He'll definitely be back. He won't get a title shot right away. He'll probably have to fight uh, a contender before he gets another shot back at it. But, man, it's Leon Edwards' show right now. And the, I don't know if you were able to see his reactions of him calling his mom after he won, but it was, it was priceless. He was just crying over FaceTime with his mom, telling him that he, he knew he could do it. He knew he could do it. So you love to see moments like that. He was getting the snot beat out of him, right? For- yeah. I mean, what, what round did this thing end in? I don't recall for sure. I, I didn't watch the pay per view. I watched the highlights, and I saw the Joe Rogan reaction memes that we talked about. Oh, it, it's going to be it's going to be everywhere. But uh, it uh, man, it was it was decisive in a sense of Edwards was just taking it to him, and that's something that you normally don't see from Usman. Normally, it's the other way around where Usman is taking it to his opponent. I mean, it was um, fifth round head kick KO. Oof. Joe Rogan's reaction is going to be you're going to see it all of football season on your time on your Twitter timeline because people are going to use it as a meme. But he's getting the hell beat out of him. It's not even a question of like who's going to win this thing, you know. And 4 minutes 4 seconds in the in the fourth in the fifth round, 
one of the later finishes for a UFC title fight. Yeah. And just out of nowhere, just watch out for the leg. He 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 kicks him and it was instant. I mean, he KO'd him. A lot of Probably times when home. somebody gets a shot in, they'll jump on top of them and make sure they, I mean, he he knew the moment it happened, like, oh, it's yeah. felt it. He's like, it's done. It's done. And that's what I love about a boxing match or a UFC fight. The idea, if if a team is losing 30 to nothing in a football game, you know. you're not, you, it's the fourth quarter, you're not coming back, right? It's it, that from a football metaphor standpoint, which you can't make because it's different. But if you tried to, that was not a one possession game in the fifth round. No. It was right, but there is no thirty-one point touchdown in football. There's always a KO in a sport, combat sport. in in a combat sport. Absolutely, and I, I just even though I'm, I'm sitting here, like even though I didn't like watch it, I um. It reminded me like why I should watch it more. Yeah. Why why I enjoy when I do watch it, why I'll always watch to the end. Because sometimes, you know, I'll be around people that don't watch it much. They're like, man, they're just what they're just grappling or they're on the ground. I'm like just when when the when the ma- when the magic happens, man, there's yeah. there's nothing quite like it. And you could see it from the crowd, as you pointed out. You saw it from Leon himself. Those are the moments and just the idea that you're never quite out of it, that you can't get in the other sports. You just, not when you're losing by, there's no, there's, there's no 12 point, point shot yeah. in the NBA when you're down, you know, the 12 shifts, with, man. With, with 30 seconds left. The, the, the momentum swings and the shifts are definitely, and I think that's why UFC is so fun to watch because there's so many different ways you can go about it. You mentioned you can grapple. There's guys who specialize in just grappling and jujitsu, things of that nature, where if they get you on the ground, if they get you to the mat, Good luck. And those are even fun to watch, too. Exactly. And it makes it more unpredictable. And you have guys who are strikers, like, you know, uh, like a Poirier. He's more known as a striking. Now, he can grapple with the best of them, but he's more comfortable hitting you face up. But a guy like Charles Oliveira, you saw whenever him and Poirier faced off. Poirier was taking it to him, and he was winning the striking battle, battle, and Oliveira knew that. He took it to the mats, and that's where he ended up winning. He forced a tap out by by, uh, Dustin Poirier. But it's and it changed just like that. It felt like everything was on Dustin's side, and then in the next round, it flipped, and immediately it went to Oliveira. Dustin Poirier, shout out to the Lafayette uh, native. He's got another fight coming up, right? Yes. So it w- it looked like it was more of a done deal at the beginning. Now there hasn't been no words uh, officially yet, but uh, the big guy in the UFC, um, Ariel. I forget on his last name, but he's the oh, big guy in the UFC. Yeah. He uh, he's right as of right now. He's saying that the fight itself is pretty much a done deal. It's just more of a win and where they were trying to get it on two eighty one with a massive card with Izzy Adesanya. I don't know if Ooh. that's happening at MSG anymore. The time and date is and the place is kind of being still up in there. I know there's a lot of contract disagreements that are going on. I know Poirier wanted five rounds. Uh, some people are saying Chandler doesn't want it five rounds, but. Poirier wants it to be either a co-main event or the main event, which yeah. it, it should be. It should be. It's a contender fight. And when, you're, when you've been in the fight game as long as he has, you want to cash in. Right. Yeah. You're not an up-and-comer. You're, once you're, once you're a, a, a household name, don't 
He's not going to get beat on. For don't don't sell yourself yeah. short. Get as no. much of a payday as you can. Because I mean, come on, fighting is just you can't do it for very long. And that's long. that's a household name. That's two of the biggest names in yeah. in their in their division right now. I mean, Chandler is a superstar that everybody wants to see get another shot at the title fight. Poirier has been the veteran for how long now, and is really starting to come on later in his career. So I mean, whatever it's, gets it's a big him fight. the biggest payday, that's what I want. Yeah. Whatever yeah. it is, whatever yeah. whatever it is. I mean, these guys. Talk about the sacrifices they make. Man. Yes. Yeah. Golly. Absolutely. Yeah, I got a buddy that does UFC fighting, and you should see like some of the stuff that he's just. Have you put himself through to get that? Have you ever seen Patty the Batty, mm-hmm. and how much his body changes oh, yeah. from fights? That is oh, yeah. that has got to be unhealthy. He he just he as soon as the fight ends, he gets fat. He blows up to two hundred pounds and, and he looks all the way back when down. He, starts he looks like ready. Christian Bale, man. Like, uh, no, he, he's got an Christian Owen Bale Wilson go. looking like yeah. Yeah. with like a weird. Well, but haircut. I'm saying like how Christian Bale like goes body. Like oh, his body sure, type sure. Yeah, he's like he's like from a, the Machinist to when he was playing like Al Gore or whatever. I, I call I I've always referred to Michael Thomas as Christian Bale because he's like the thing that makes him great also makes him kind of a jerk. Because like Thomas gets so, like he's he's over the top competitive and always thinks people are out to get him. Yeah, yeah. But that edge also has like helped him be great at his job. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You, you know, and Christian Bale, it's like the that intensity he has where he's blowing up at people on sets and everyone's like, man, like what a what a jerk. If he didn't have that, he wouldn't be. A he wouldn't actor. be one of the He'd most talented actors actor. in the world. Yeah. So yeah, like they're they're actually they, they've. I think yeah. I feel like they're kindred spirits in a weird way. I, I would love to see Michael Thomas and Christian Bale on a podcast together. I mean, I feel yeah, like they would have uh, nothing hopefully. to talk about. But absolutely, absolutely nothing. Nothing to talk about. It might not. You would have to. I don't know. Christian Bale would say three words, and Michael Thomas would be like, "You're British." I don't, I don't, I don't know. Michael Thomas would say anything. Michael Thomas would be like, "Can we have this conversation, but like via Twitter?" Because I don't yeah. like talking on a microphone. I just going to talk like this. And Twitter fingers. Say something yeah. bad about me. I'm going to hold it against you for the rest of your life. I'm going <laughs> to go run a few slants and catch twelve passes today. And Chris should be able to be like, "Listen, oh, I can't do it. I'm not going to even try." <laughs> Just start going off on someone on the set for getting the lighting wrong for the podcast, and then Mike will be like, "All right, I'll, I, I, I get, get it. it. I get it. I like this. <laughs> I like this. That's funny." <laughs> yeah, yeah, but getting back to what you're talking about, as far as like weight loss goes, I mean, dude, DC Daniel Cormier, yeah. when he started doing light heavyweight to get at weight, I don't remember what fight it was. There was one fight where like he. They had to go weigh him again a couple of times, and it, it got down to where he he he. I feel like he he stripped completely, and someone was just holding the towel over him, and he was kind of leaning a little bit one way, and then as soon as he was like at the weight, they're like, "All right, it's Perfect. done. He made it. We're having the fight," you know. But to always drop the weight just to get in there, and I'm always like, "Man, for someone like that." Now that the fight's, you know, in two days, is he just putting on, like, an extra eight or nine pounds yeah. before the fight? Who knows? Yeah, because my, my buddy that does fighting, uh, shout out Dalton. Shout out, buddy. Uh, he, he, he named after Patrick Swayze's character in Roadhouse? Dude, you're asking the wrong guy. I'm not if, he's, I mean, if he's good at fighting, that would be the well, perfect... He, he's pretty good at fighting. Like, That's what I know. I'm, I'm not but, make, making fun of him. I'm saying, like... It's uh, the, Dalton is the perfect name. He had yeah. to drop for like to like one eighty five. He's like two 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 oh five two ten guy. 
normally. Dropped for 185 for a fight, and like the stuff he had to eat, like the way he had to eat, and the stuff he had to do. And then you're training for a fight that's like right around the corner, right? Like yeah. so you and, need the energy. And he's that's so tough, man. Yeah, I mean, he was. And he, uh, now the fight got canceled a week before, so he had dropped all that weight for basically nothing. And then he had another fight. Little, I'm sure he looked great. A little bit high. Oh, sure he looked phenomenal. You know. Oh, he had his jack. <laughs> and then he had a, he had a makeup fight in New Orleans, and he got knocked out. But Dalton, dude. Shout out, Dalton. Shout out Dalton. You great, and and he plays D and D with me, which is awesome. Okay, love fight, love love someone who could beat you up, but also play D and D. All right, okay. Hey, yeah, I mean Vin Diesel was a big D and D guy growing Joe up. Joe Manganiello, that dude's jacked. Yeah. All right. All right. Just trying to the Nick's 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 very big defender of the D and D community. I'm a, I'm a big fan because I, I feel like being a nerd and being an athletic. All right, we're out of time the- <laughs> for this oh, hour. No. Uh, we'll take a quick timeout. Yeah. Open phone lines next when we come back. Fox loves to just they they have this playbook Fox Sports where they'll bring someone back and it's like let's let's pretend like you're somehow a victim in all of this and I'm like just I, I get why I actually get why they do it but it still annoys me I'll explain what I'm talking about and who I'm talking about mm. when we come back right after this this is ESPN Lafayette the best ticket in sports ESPN. Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Great Scott! The Great Scott Show. And as they head into the final furlong, all of the other radio stations and radio hosts are left in the wake of a keen turn of speed by the Great Scott Show, the champion! With Scott Prather. Steal the show. Everybody, welcome into the Great Scott Show. Coming at you on a Monday. We just got through the last weekend with no football until February. Let's go. Yes, indeed. Even though, as we um, looked at the schedule for next week for college football, it maybe not the, the the best. But Nick's excited that there's a game in Dublin. I am I great like- North. Western and Nebraska matchup. I like Ireland. Um, I love Ireland. I don't know that that's I also, why I would want to watch a game, I but a, I love Ireland. It, this is this is a, a real football nerd thing, but I'm a huge fan of when they play football games on soccer pitches because the grass is different and it makes the players run different. They played that game uh, quite a few times. I don't know if it's been done. It definitely hasn't been done since COVID. I think that's the first time they brought it back since the whole COVID thing. Uh, started. Yeah, it was always Notre Dame. Though. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Notre Dame. Yeah. That was that was that's always a really fun one when Notre Dame goes and plays there because it's like just you know Dublin Iron and they're the Fighting Irish. It's just it's it's a home game. Yeah, for Notre Dame. it's it's corny and ironic. It's just funny. But did, did y'all watch uh, the Manti Teo documentary yet? On I haven't yet, but I've heard I've a lot of good pieces. things about it. Yeah, it was it was, it was well done. I've so I've heard it okay. was well done, man. It was well done. I've now heard everyone on the planet owes Manti Teo an apology. Yeah, I mean, so from that standpoint, they if their job was to make you feel empathetic yeah. their job. and a little guilty, then they accomplished their job. Yeah. Well, but so- they, they brought, I'll say this, they brought, a, they brought so much humanity to the story, not just for Manti, but also to the individual who was doing the catfishing. Not to say that you're like, oh, what you did was okay. You're still like, that was... 
really messed, messed up. up. Yeah. But like to hear that perspective and point of view, I mean, like anything, once you learn more about someone's and oh, how could Manta? How could this happen? Like, well, he was a sheltered Mormon from an island that went to Notre Dame and found someone that was he believed to also be, you know, Samoan and you know, an yeah. islander as you describe it, and a Mormon. All these like things that like you yeah, ain't gonna really find in South Bend. But right. anyway, and then as it got farther into it, you're like, Yeah, I mean he at some point you had to know as more and more. But then at that point it was like kind of too, too late. And then it yeah. was just the whole thing was just like well, it was you, you it, it kinda like hurt your heart a little bit. Yeah. But the whole story, because I just I remember when it happened. Same. I was working here and it like there was an older generation of of listeners who were like why they didn't they didn't get it yeah. which i i understand but like why is this even a thing like i what's the big deal and i'm like all i could tell you is it's a really big deal yeah and at that point the documentary catfish had been out and it was a good movie and i'd seen it but like it wasn't like the the tv show had not been out like it was yeah. not this common um it wasn't as well known as right. what it, it is wasn't, now. It wasn't, it wasn't part of American. It wasn't yeah. a part of American culture yet. Yeah. Really, it was just kind of a niche thing that some, uh, you know, a younger generation understood, yeah. and it was just like, it was just such a big deal, and you know, you had to know or what's this or what's that, and he's just this like twenty-one-year-old, like again, kind of sheltered. Oh yeah, great football player, but like, um, it was it, it, it's it, it impacted him in such a negative way where. You know they were they had articles of like most hated athletes in the world and like this was when Lance Armstrong when everyone realized he was kind of a, kind of a psychopath and a, and it was like Lance Armstrong and like Manti Teo was yeah, on the like list this, and it's like he was just like these what, are two different types. How of did all beings? of this happen? Yeah. Uh, anyway, I guess what I'm getting at is he he was a victim in a lot of ways. Yeah, not just a victim of catfishing, but like. I mean, he. You could you could make a good argument. He fell to the second round because of it. Like, yeah, I, all of these. I'll things. tell you. I'll tell you one thing for an absolute fact is those uh, the Deadspin reporters that they had on. Since I've started working in this job, and I kind of have an idea about how things are supposed to be done, and I listen to what those Deadspin reporters were saying, and I'm like, how are you a human being? Like, well, they they were claiming you- they were claiming that, so their their perspective is it was about. Trying to make ESPN look really bad because every major sports outlet reported about on Manti Teo Mm -hmm. and this tragedy in his life Mm -hmm. and didn't really do the requisite research. And so their their claim was they were just the story to them was we want to make ESPN look bad. And it's like, I'm not I'm not. I'm not buying that. No. Like I'm buying that. That's part of why I'm part of it for you. But it's it it's almost, a secondary for you. Benefit. It was like just like the icing on top. Yeah, you know, it wasn't. You can go back. I remember reading it, and it was very. They didn't say Manti Tao knew or or he was in on it, and he just did it mm-hmm. for. But they 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 made it sound like yeah. They you definitely I mean? didn't. They, they, they definitely they, they didn't, leaned into it. There wasn't no sympathy on his side on the media no, at all. None. none. I mean, they they trashed him. At the him time, there was. I mean, we all. Everyone made these yeah. jokes. I mean, it became a meme. It yeah. was. Yeah. So, but in a lot of ways, he he was a victim. Um, 
Urban Meyer is not a victim. No. No. What? Never no. has been. Urban Meyer likes to play the victim or whenever, you know, his team start losing, he has, you know, health issues or whatever. I mean, Urban Meyer is the sing. You could argue that he's the single worst coach in the history of the NFL. Not college football, but the NFL. He was awful at his job, uh, and he didn't even really – he was just he was just utterly incompetent. Not great at being a human being. Yeah, he was, he was striking his kicker who yeah. missed a kick, kicking- blaming everyone else. So guess what? Fox is bringing him back to be part of their college one of their one of their their coaching expert for the big noon kickoff. <laughs> coaching expert, yeah. And you would think, well, he's lost his credibility, right? But like this is Fox does stuff like this all the time. Yeah, who cares? I mean, they're 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 going to try to make it like, oh, well, he was just the victim of a town. Like they're they're going to. I know it's, how they're going to try. It's Khan's fault. They're going to try to spin this. But that's just that's that's what Fox does. They're an all pro at that, man. Yeah, I, I did. What what what? I feel like some people lost with the whole Urban Meyer fiasco was that the fact that we heard about him doing all this stuff at the NFL level means that he was probably doing a lot of it at the college level too, and he just got away with it because it's college football, because there's a different culture, because you're allowed to do certain things you're not allowed to do in in, in the NFL. And that makes it even worse. Like, how many players has he gone through and verbally abused because that's just what you do in college football? Like, it's not, it's not the same thing. And th- there's a line in the sand between telling a player that they suck because they're not getting their knees high enough on their, on their you know, ladder drills and the stuff that Urban Meyer was saying to people. Like, it's not the same thing. There, there's a line you have to draw, and Urban Meyer was continuously crossing it. It just feels like he's he should have lost credibility to talk about like leadership. Yeah, oh my but God, he'll be yeah. he'll be doing that on the set when he's talking about. And for the record, I was I was slightly surprised that when Urban Meyer was on a panel, he actually was. I thought he was going to be terrible. He actually was pretty good. Now, folks probably don't remember that. They you remember recent history, which was just one horrific, terrible year in Jacksonville, which. Mm. Let's. I think most people could have seen that coming. It was like I. I, I remember talking about it. I didn't think Jackson didn't was think hired. Was I'm like, be a good this guy coach. strikes me so much as it works in college, but doesn't work in the pros. Right. And it's yeah, like, I just didn't. I never would have imagined how bad, like how actually bad it was. Yeah. Well, and it's my my whole thing about the about the Urban Meyer situation, especially the one specific situation at the bar. I'm not going to bring all the details. I think we all know which one we're talking about. His his bar in Ohio is that people. And typically, the the sports media in general, they focused on more of the personal life aspect, where to me, people were overshadowing the fact of what, what he does. His personal life is on him. It's not like he was doing anything wrong. That's that's his own personal moral issues. That's not for us as the sports media to judge. What people should have been focusing on is the fact that this was happening after a loss in Cincinnati in the mid, in the beginning of the season the young football season when you should have been back traveling with your team coaching them up a young team that you are in that this organization is putting your hands in bringing this franchise back and coaching up and you're doing you're at a bar that was my yeah. whole thing and i felt like it was overshadowed by the the personal things that were mentioned in his life at that time you know with his wife and everything that was going on leaving your like, team who got on a flight after another loss to hang out at a bar named after you and, you know, have a college girl grind on you while you grab her backside. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, well, it was might be an all time. He just, coach he move. just. I mean, well, he just he had no inside that locker room. He had no respect. No, no. And you can't be a head coach. Arguably, outside that locker room, he didn't have a lot of exp- respect after that. Right either. back at Fox. Well, and at some point, how old is? I need to look up. How old is Urban Meyer? Sixty something. Gotta be in his late fifties, early sixties. Fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. Okay. Late, okay. Late I mean, does he just go back to Fox for two years and then get another cush job in college football? Despite the things that, some that had to do with the fallout at Ohio State, some college would would hire him. Oh that, yeah, that's not gonna, absolutely. It's just kind of rinse and repeat with this guy. Um, anyway, that is that was my. I, I I know I get why Fox is doing it. See, like for Fox, they want to be different with their big noon kickoff. They want to be different than College Game Day, which is kind of the king of your college yep. football. Get everyone hyped. I mean mm-hmm. that that is. That is college game day, and you could say, well, it's on Fox, it's more football. They have all these people that have won all these championships, and they're just talking about this, and Kirk Herbstreit was a backup, and Lee Corso is 86. Give me Lee. It's like, I don't I don't care. It, okay, so there's Tom Rinaldi's going to have some, you know, vignette or tearjerker package that's like about yeah. some player that you'd never heard of, and you might forget about it a year later, but in the moment, it's got you all up in the feels, mm-hmm. and then you're just fired up and you're ready for the day of college football. That's what college – and Fox is like, no, we're going to have people on the panel that have won lots of championships and it's just going to be about football. And like, all right. I mean, you want to – you, you want to differentiate. You can't do college game day. You want to do something different. But college game day, they've been, they've been using that same formula for 25 because years. It and it's – Still, I feel it like it, it celebrates, it perfectly celebrates what's different from the college level and the pro level, and that is the atmosphere. Like, all those guys, Lee Corso, Kirk Herbstreit, you mentioned Rinaldi, they embrace each atmosphere that they go into, and they kind of design their show around each atmosphere, whether they're trying different yeah. foods or they're doing different bits. You know, Corso with his outlandish mascot helmets that he always puts not on. Not so it's, fast, my friend. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> I seen a clip the other day where he called a little kid. He said, not so fast, midget. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. And it's like... It's from years <laughs> ago. The kid, like, made a prediction and he's like... He just insults oh the little goodness. kid on this. <laughs> and Kurt Hershey just puts his hands in his face like he can't believe he just said that on television. And he's like, what? Like, Lee Quintz was like, what did I say wrong? He, oh yeah. And I think I said Chris Fowler. It's Reese Davis now, but those guys yeah. feel like the same person. A yeah. lot. <laughs> and I love Fowler. I've had him on the show, actually. I really like really? Fowler. Yeah, and he's he's really talented, and he does like tennis. He does all kind of stuff, but don't blame me for getting the two mixed no, up. This is a quick, this is How many a- people, if you, I want you all to try this. Ask your friends in sports, like, who else is on, like, ask them, who else is on the set with, like. Outside of Kirk Irvishie and Lee Corson. Who's yeah, like, see, if, I, want to, I want to see how many of them will say Fowler instead of Reese Davis yeah. anyway. They feel like the same. I, I just want to. I just. It used have, to be fast. I have to say a quick aside. Every time you're like, "Oh yeah, I've had this guy on the show." I feel like me and Blazer are always like, "What?" Yeah, I had Fowler on. <laughs> you have like you have like the the best guests, and you never bring up, it up. I just like, pulled up a side by side. It was of one. Them. It was one time. It was like a year ago. It was. I know, it's just it's just funny. Like every time we're like, "Yeah, this guy. Yeah, yeah, he's on the show." Fowler's okay. Fowler was great. He was. He was. Oh, come on, that's no. They look so much alike. Fowler oh my goodness. They, and. Fowler, Fowler was a lot of the times someone's if there's not a local tie-in, if it's like there's no local tie-in, like how did you get him on the show? A lot of times they're like promoting something. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't remember what he was promoting. 
I don't think it was a gambling thing because that hadn't that, that hadn't wasn't that not in Louisiana not yet. So it wasn't a gambling thing. Um, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't even cool. remember what it was. No, he was great. <laughs> I mean, it's probably I, I wouldn't. I could pull up a clip of it, but it wasn't like there was any kind of hilarious moment. Well, no, from I'm just it. saying, it, just it just feels like every time we mention like someone like pretty well yeah. known in the sports yeah. sphere, I was like, oh yeah, he was on the show. Was he like, was on the show. I need to start just just doing it like yeah, flex, simple former flex. Yeah. former guest, former guest, <laughs> yeah, former great. I just need to like hand, I, there's, there's, former like, great Scott Hall. I need to guest. hand out like uh, uh, an award that has no. There's nothing. It doesn't yeah. come with anything. Yeah. Other than oh, if you were a big, if you were a, a notable name on my show, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to present you uh, this, the great Scott lifetime achievement award, the great Scott. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Just, and I'll be like, oh yeah, former great Scott lifetime achievement award winner. You know, <laughs> there you go. That's great. <laughs> Just have them on and be like, former former great Scott show lifetime achievement award winner. Doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. You got to. Kind of say it. Yeah, that makes it funny out there. That does make. Oh, Chris, oh yeah, Chris Fowler, former Great Scott Show Lifetime Achievement. I think some people would just assume I gave it to him. It, it's got a. I need a new name, at, like to where there's no doubt whatsoever that they were on the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's your homework, and come up, come up with something. Come good up with an award for your show. Come up with that I can just <laughs> hand out to people that are like, I don't, I don't want this. When I had Mike Tyson on, I'd be like, Mike. You you just won this award great, and all all the things you've done in your life. This is the, the biggest great thing. Scott ever. Show participation trophy. I don't I don't I don't I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that. Yeah. So he came on. I've got it still in the system in November November twenty fifth, twenty twenty. There you go. There it is. Cool. Right on, Chris. Shout out, shout Chris. out Chris. Shout out Chris Fowler. Shout out Chris Fowler. I haven't had Reese Davis no, on. Hey, no, though. yeah, not shout out. No, we're not yeah, shouting yeah. out Reese who's, Davis. Who's that dude? We're not uh, shouting him. Out. Seems like a really good, nice guy. ESPN Lafayette, the best, best ticket in sports. We've got Nasty Nick in the house. We've got Blaze in the house. We're having some fun on a Monday. Phone lines are open, 337-269-1077, 337-269-1077. You can hit us up on Twitter as well, at ESPN Lafayette. Or, as always, you can email me, scott at ESPNLafayette.com. Which Saints, though, were maybe on the hot seat, did any of them secure a roster spot last Friday? Yes, we are going to revisit the dental appointment that was. The abysmal. Saints <laughs> preseason football from last Friday. We'll circle back to UL. Chandler Fields earns the starting quarterback job. All of that and more coming your way. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Hey, this is Rich Eisen, and you can hear me every day on ESPN Lafayette from noon to 3 on The Rich Eisen Show. ESPN Lafayette. E to the S to the P to the N. The best ticket in sports. Welcome back into The Great Scott Show. Coming at you on a Monday. Scott Prather, Nasty Nick, Blaze, oh. Saints preseason. All right, so who who helped themselves the most that it's fighting for a roster spot in that um, game that we all want to forget even happened? For me, I would say Malcolm Roach. I know he had the big penalty, oh. but that's the, that's I a, don't think you'll get cut with that spot. penalty now. 
He, you didn't. In the moment, yeah. though, you're like, boy, if that was a regular season game, they want to cut. And I think if he was a guy who didn't already play for the team previously, mm-hmm. he probably would have. If he was a rookie, an undrafted free agent, I honestly think he would have been cut at that moment in time. But this is a guy who knows the Saints system. We talked about they keep bringing guys back who've played for the Saints before who know the system. They did it with Chase Hansen. They did it with Bostic. Uh, they're doing it with Malcolm Roach now again. Uh, there's also been some rumors that maybe they want to target former D-tackle Malcolm Brown, who also played for the team at one point in time. Uh, so, he, but he he helped his, I think he helped himself out a lot. He had the big penalty, but he also had a, a lot of nice uh, run-stuffing plays. And we talked about how that's kind of where the question mark is, depth on the interior side. We know what they have on the outside in Jordan and in Turner yeah, and Davenport. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, like- so I think I think they really want... They really want more depth there, and I, he to me he helped himself out a lot. All right. That's good. John Bostic, he played Bostic? really, 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 really good. He he had a Chase Hansen esque preseason game. Chase was good. <laughs> Just can't did he stay get healthy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So did I? Don't, I didn't see. Did they announce what his injury was? I, I don't remember. I don't know that it's. I mean, he walked off under his own power. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, I don't know. If that's enough to get him a roster spot. You know, to uh, one game and maybe not anymore, but. Now, Troutman went back to the locker room with injury, Troutman too. Troutman did go back with injury as well, yeah. I think uh, Eric Wilson had a good game. Eric Wilson had a very I good thought, game. I thought he really yeah. stood out. Uh, Kirk Merritt. Yes. He stood out. Granted, there were a couple of grabs he couldn't quite make, but being a kick returner, the fact that he was taking reps at running back yesterday. Yeah, I have maybe a good they're, feeling about him. Maybe they're looking at Ty Montgomery type thing, but, you know. Well, I mean – because I, because I, someone who, some people who didn't really make a good uh, showing for themselves were the running backs behind Dwayne Washington. Yeah, I thought Delano well, Zigbo did fine. No, uh, Tony Jones Jr. Tony Jones Jr. did okay. I, I thought he did. I thought he won the job. Yeah, really. Six. Me too. I, I said I thought I he won the job Friday night. I, 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 I do. said the same thing. The, <laughs> you know, the four string job. Right. Because uh, Zigbo, I mean, he's gone. He got waived yesterday. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. There you go. And but but Jones. And Abram is, Smith is going to get on the practice team. Who's that? The practice. Oh yeah, yeah, probably so. If because he he's got a lot of upside, but if he's he clears still young. waivers, yeah. yeah. But I thought, I thought again for me, for special teams, it is always about like for preseason rather it, that last roster spot. It's about special teams. Yeah, Merritt played good. Tony Jones did well on special teams. Tony Jones was picking up blitzes. Um, he made two tackles in punt coverage. So go. those yeah. are the kind of things. Again, when I'm watching preseason, that's that's how bad preseason is. I'm watching special teams. But that's <laughs> what I'm keeping an eye on because that's where those last few roster spots are going to really be made or lost. And for me, that's that's where Tony Jones, I think, earned that roster spot on Friday. And then he'll probably get a lot of reps in the second half mm. and – the second portion of the second quarter and the second half in the uh, preseason finale this Friday. What are the roster sizes down to for the third preseason game? Is it 75? Um, they cut them down. To, I think by tomorrow it has to be down to 80. 80. Okay. And then after the last preseason game, I believe it's, well, it's, it's 50, 53, 53 yeah. at some point. Yeah. But I, I knew it was 53 at the end, but I, I didn't know if they were at 75 or 80. They've got to get now. it down. I know they to, started at like 90 or something. Yeah, they start at 90. Then they, they get them down to 85, which they did last week. And then mm. they get them down to 80 by tomorrow at 3. Okay, and then um, they make final cuts. And then, that yeah, the big one is really that, you know. Yeah. So they already made a couple of roster moves. I don't remember exactly. Um, I just remember a Zigbo. There was someone else that got 
they got cut, but um, mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember all the details. So they waive three players. Let me see. I've got it here. Azigbo, oh KJ Costello, and um, yeah, I mean he was a camp John body. Parker Romo. So that that's really not a surprise. John Parker Romo was also kind of a camp body. He was he was auditioning for other teams. I feel yeah. bad for Costello because I would much rather see him get a quarter or two of playing <laughs> time would... than watching Ian Book for four quarters. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, like like I said, everyone and everyone and himself probably knew that he was a camp body, but I still would have loved to see him yeah, playing he, over here. He he just got signed whenever Jameis got hurt. Yeah, because yeah. they needed someone else to throw some. They're balls like, we don't want Andy Dalton room. taking you know a thousand reps yeah. right now in the preseason. Um, and I think if if Jameis wasn't hurt, maybe Dalton takes a series Friday night. You think? Yeah. I mean, yes. I don't know that Ian Book gets all four quarters, but do you think? It, here's a question, guys. I mean, I'm telling you. Do you think second half, second half Friday is all? It's the Ian Book show. I'm just telling you. Do you think this is the, the just the second half though? Because I was going to say, do you think this is the last time that Ian Book ever plays for four quarters? Yes, absolutely. Yes. yes. I definitely That's think what I, was well, I just didn't pra- know, you know. I definitely think he's going to be on the practice squad after this. You think? I, well, I, I mean, think, no, we have to keep three. We have to keep I, three I think the Saints are going to be keeping a very close eye on the waiver wire. Yeah, and yeah. they're going to say who who was cut that we could bring in here, even yeah. if it's even if it's our practice squad. Like, heck, I take Danny Etling. <laughs> They're not going to cut him at Green Bay, but he he ran on us. Well, he might. He might. Uh, he is a guy he could I mean, make. Sorensen, the fact that he, I think. He was signed as as a safety in the offseason as a backup, kind of a special teams guy, but I, I think he's fighting for a roster spot right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, most certainly. You know. I mean, I, I feel like we knew that, though, when he got signed. I guess so. I guess so. I feel but like they, before Matthew, because he was signed before Matthew, yeah, correct? So was. before Matthew, I felt like everybody kind of, I, I felt like he was going to maybe have a bigger role, but as soon as Matthew got signed and May came in, it was like, <laughs> all right, well. I do remember there was a very short amount of time when the, the Matthew rumors were going around, and then the Saints signed Sorensen, and people were like, you picked the wrong safety. Yeah. He was the wrong guy from <laughs> KC. He was he was signed for, he was not signed to be a, a starting safety, no. though. No, no, um, uh, one more preseason game this uh, this Friday for the Saints, and then we'll wait two sixteen days until the regular season kicks off. Oh man! I, I so you guys you did your fantasy drafts yet? Uh, no, for one league, September third. Well, one league I did. They got a little antsy and they wanted to draft early, so they, they did. You should get antsy. I mean that that third you, especially now that you've got uh Ample amount of time between the last preseason game and the regular. You should just wait till after the preseason. Yeah, no, I, we, in my in my league that we're really competitive hurt. in, somebody that yeah. got drafted, some key players yeah. getting hurt. There, there's the so I'm in two leagues, and the league that we already drafted, and it's it's my my brother in law, his league with with his friends. You know, I take that one seriously, but there's one that I've been in for God freshman year of high school now. So it's I mean eight eight years now. So it's like it's we're extremely competitive, and these are guys that I don't see except once a year. We all played football together, and the once a year is to meet up at somebody's house to have a draft night party for our fantasy league. Yeah. and so it's extremely competitive. This is the only time we really communicate with each other. We all got jobs, lives now, so we all do different things. So it's and we text and we have a big group chat after every Sunday. We're all talking trash, talking about oh I whipped you, I whipped you. So that one's that one's fun. That one we're waiting until after preseason to draft. On the uh, on the other side of things, I'm gonna probably have to auto draft for my friend's fantasy because it's on the night of the first UL game. 
Um, Bad time for a draft. Well, yeah. I didn't pick it. Bad time for a draft. I didn't pick you gotta it. You got to get him to reschedule the first Saturday of college football season. Yeah, mm. well. Got to get him to petition. I, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. But Labor, Labor Day always felt like the perfect day for a fantasy yeah. draft. But see, some, like, so some of my friends have jobs where they don't get Labor Day off. I'll say this. Well, do they work at night? Do they work at night? Maybe. I don't know. I do it Labor Day night. Fair enough. But I, I mean, I guess so. When that's, Clemson plays who? Some <laughs> some, some matchup. Georgia Tech. Georgia, yeah, really I remember Blaze was Clemson, really Georgia upset Tech. about that. But um, I'll watch anything. Hey, that Labor Day night, it's Clemson, Georgia Tech. What? That was Blaze. <laughs> I'd rather watch <laughs> it. Callback. I, I don't know. I find, I find two weeks ago. <laughs> I find Nebraska Northwestern more interesting than, than Georgia you, Tech. Oh, my God. Okay. Sure, man. Whatever. All right, Nebraska North. I didn't he wants really to watch him play in Dublin because it's like big. I know what's going to happen between between Clemson and Georgia Tech. Like it's gonna, it's like Clemson's going to wipe the floor football. with them. You never know what's going to happen. Clemson is no. Gonna Clemson's going to Clemson's going to wipe the floor with Clemson. Them. <laughs> Clemson will win that game. They will yeah. outright win. They, that they game. will. They will disappoint this year. Oh, absolutely. They're like as far as what their expectation level is. Year, didn't they? Well, what, what, okay. Well, so, what is your expectation levels for them? Because I, I don't think they're. I, I don't have them competing for the. For the CFP this year? Oh no, I, I don't, I, I don't think they're not. winning the ACC this year. No, I, I think yeah, I think it's very, I think it's very borderline whether they could pull it out because there's a lot of teams in the ACC that I think you can make an argument. I for. I think what he's saying is they're going to disappoint Clemson fans. I mean, like Clemson the, people. Are I, don't, gonna, I don't think Clemson's a top five team. No, no, I don't I don't think think Clemson's I don't, a top ten team. I think they'll probably finish in the top somewhere between ten and fifteen. Yeah, yeah same, absolutely. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Derek emails. He says, guys, what do you think about the John Emery suspension? Has he played his last game at LSU? Well, I saw today was only a two-game suspension. Yeah, no. yeah. I guess I think what Derek's saying is like he's asking, like, is this is he going to screw this up? No, I don't. No, I don't. I don't, I don't think, think so. so because from what I've heard, me and Lynn uh, kind of dissected a few uh, Brian Kelly interviews, and what it sounds like in the running back room, he wasn't too high on Noah Kane, that uh, the highly rated transfer from Penn State. He wasn't too high on Noah Kane. Um, they have uh, I'm blanking on his name. Is it Goodson? Uh, number I'm forgetting. I think I want to say it's Amani Goodson. Uh, he's back there. He's been there for a long time. He was there for that 2019 championship team, same as Emory. Uh, so they have him back there as well. But for all the all the noise that was going on was that Emory was kind of running away with it, and Emory was the guy who and we talked about he you know he was a five star coming out of Destrehan. Uh, he was expected to make big noise early. He disappointed in terms of not being able to be on the field like fans expected him to be. Yeah, but he was kind of taken over from what I've he's, heard. He's 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 the starter if Brian Kelly's being honest. Yeah, yeah. but he's the best running back in the room, and yet it's for for it just feels like for Emory his whole career it's been stop and start. Yeah, stop and start. Sure. Like he's not been able to get any kind of momentum, and now here it is senior year, and it's a stop again. Yeah, right. Uh, Noah Kane's been getting first team reps the past few weeks, and you have um, Armani Goodwin and Josh Williams. But Emory, I think, is is the best back in that room. They, they're going to need him this year, yeah. Uh, and and hopefully he gets it together and finishes strong. And yeah, and I, I, you know, could play on Sundays at some point because he's he's ex- he's still expected to be a a big course, piece yeah. when he returns. Yeah. But well, I read some I read something about that there is a, po- a possibility of it getting shortened to a game or maybe none if he 
gets his act together or whatever the case may be. Well, I think the biggest game uh, he's going to obviously he's the biggest a, he's game. He's attempting in to appeal the suspension and reduce it. Yeah. Okay, it's related to some academic. It's, yeah, it's issue. an academic. Yeah, yeah. there's a so. safety. I don't think he's. I don't think he was that high, or maybe even playing this hard. But there was a safety too. I saw from LSU that he's yeah. gone for the whole season because of academic. Ray, issues. Ray Darius Jones, yes, cornerback. That's a. Yeah. That's a. That's a strong. He appeared suspension. nine games last season. Well, I mean, you know? did he? Well, here's yeah. a, okay. Here's a question. He wasn't. He wasn't really expected to be in the rotation this season. What's the? Well, I've heard Makai Gardner from a UL guy has been really impressive for them. Makai, yeah. Makai will. Uh, Makai talks a lot. You, you want a trash talker? He would. He would be like. I interviewed him a few times, and he's. He, kind of shy with the media and then we, we i remember us asking coach billy napier about it he's like wait y'all think he's quiet and he <laughs> he laughed he's like yeah that's why he doesn't talk to y'all much y'all, no no he's he is anything but quiet you know his his jaw gets a little sore from how much he talks that's so funny. no makai makai likes no confidence at all um and uh yeah he'll he'll Probably be starting week one. That's what it looks stuff. like, man. Shocking. I've seen a lot of videos of him from coming out of uh, the LSU media uh, staff, so it looks like he's tearing it up at camp. Yeah, ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. But uh, Emory, I mean, just uh, keep it right in the classroom. Finish out your career. I uh, I have a I don't, I'm not trying to dig too much into this guy's personal stuff, but how do you get an academic suspension before classes start? This, uh, this, this, no, this stems from what I've gathered. This, he's, uh, he's had academic problems his whole time there. Yeah. It, it's reason why he oh, missed time okay. last year okay. and why he couldn't play last year. So this is something that's been brought over from uh, okay, previous so it's a semesters. From previous, yeah, semesters. from what I've gathered, that's that what makes it is. More this sense. is nothing. This is not something that's new. This is something Maybe that's kind of like summer class or something. Yeah, this is something that's kind of been in the works, and I think the punishment is just being handed yeah, down he now. Missed, he missed last season and. Yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a constant thing. I do. Uh, Bernie yeah, Miller wrote about his personal life. I know COVID nineteen was extremely difficult on his family, and mm. um, you know his stepfather was on a ventilator, and 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 Emory himself got COVID a few times. He had a he had a family member die. There was just a lot of different things going on, and his family hired a lawyer to fight the suspension last fall, um, and he was confident he'd win the appeal, but. Multiple appeals were denied. So the fact that he's confident he's going to win another one, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think you probably won't see him till week three. And but I, I think that's where our our listener Derek's email was stemming from. Like, when is like all of last season? Now two this year. Like at some point, he's is gonna it just going to gonna, is it going to be you know permanent? And uh, I guess it's going to be how much do the other backs impress when he's gone? They have two games to well, do it. They have Florida I, State. I don't think it'll matter. No, I, if he my comes point back, is, Derek, Derek's point. I, I'm and I'm I'm interjecting here but I, I feel like his point was more about academically yeah oh i don't okay. think it's like i i don't the the, the backs could play great yeah but if emory if emory's if emory clears and he's playing. he's back and and eligible to play by week three i don't think it matters how the backs play the first two weeks i think he'll play i think it's just is he gonna have another academic issue is what they're worried about since it seems to have been a constant for the last you know year plus yeah i don't know you know brody millage reporting so, that but... it looks like you know, he'll be okay. Uh, Tom Brady, guys. How about old Tom returning to practice today? Huh? I guess he must be done with the mass Singer. Back then. from the mass Singer? Yeah, that was yeah. uh, that was one theory out there, which would be hilarious. I just, uh, my, my working theory is still, because people were saying it was either, <laughs> either he was on the mass Singer or he was getting a divorce. 
That's tough. So my uh, my working theory is that he was getting a divorce on The Masked Singer. The third theory is that he just is Tom Brady. He's like, I ain't going I to I do camp not need again. to be in camp yeah. again. But not here's, in Tampa here, Bay where it's 110 like, degrees and wet. But part of what's made Brady great in his career is like always – so I'm saying that it's not a like, Tom Brady thing to correct, do. Correct, correct. It it made sense with like Gronk or something. Yeah, but the Brady part of it, it's like because it, I, I, I was kind of buying into that for a little while. Like, but then when it kind of kept getting longer, and then it was like we're not exactly sure when. I'm like, something seems a little off here. And, yeah. Um, Velasquez is her last name. Uh, she works in fantasy sports. She she's the first one that brought up the mass singer theory, and it's like. It's it's so worked. They got to sign an NDA. They have to keep it secretive. And when you consider, so Terry Bradshaw, I've never seen the show, but I I looked into this theory. Right, Terry Bradshaw's been on it before. He works for Fox. Mm-hmm. Joe Buck has been on it before. He used to work for Fox. And Brady doesn't work for Fox yet. But remember, he just signed a giant deal, and he was retired. For right. about yeah, three but, weeks, but, but know, I'm saying he was, if he, was, he, was, he was retired trying to get to the Dolphins. But but <laughs> in, a, in a in a in a world where he where Tom Brady is retired, maybe he doesn't come back quite as soon, right? Or maybe he just because if he but signs that, it's like as soon as he signs I'll the contract, it, but to do I'm that not going to be good. But then maybe he does do good, and then he goes longer yeah. and longer. Yeah. And so I, I it's weird because apparently one part of the theory was like. Well, filming, there were some filming dates online for an audience that could have gone. And one of them was maybe when Brady was initially at the beginning of camp. So it's like, but maybe he wasn't filming that day. Like, there's, yeah, who knows? It, it, once you look deeper into it, it makes a lot of sense. Gronk's been on it before. Antonio Brown's been on it before. Oh, God. It's like, I bet that was fun. Who, like, who, there's no bigger name than, than Tom Brady. That oh, would yeah. Just be, that, that would bring so much. But then it would also, I, I, dude, you know who's absolutely loving this, even though it's all based in secrecy, is Fox and yeah, the Mass Singer. Mass Singer yeah. They're going to get extra, like, they're getting all this yeah. free publicity. Everybody's going to be watching the Mass Singer. Is that Tom? Right. Then, is that then, Tom? Then it'll be like rumored that he's on it the whole time, and Fox is just like, oh, this is. Watch, he's not even on it, and everybody's just, just, probably oh, yeah, he might. Yeah, he might not be on it. It's How just much money did that theory. fantasy football woman make from Fox by putting that theory out? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? No, Fox should. Fox should, should. She doesn't work for Fox, but maybe they should send yeah. her a little check as a thank you. Yeah, thank you, man. At the very out. least, you know, a gift card to David Buster's or something. Oh, well, yeah. I'd be fine with that. I love David Buster's. I've never been to one. What? Oh, what? Man. what? Why either. would I be at a David <laughs> Buster's? There's not one here. Look at Blaze. He's looking at us like he's trying to think where's the nearest one. Trying to think where's the nearest one. Is that Baton Rouge? There's one in New Orleans. Why would I? Why if I'm in New Orleans? Why would I go to a Dave and Buster? Yeah, if I'm in New Orleans, if I'm ever in change your life, man. No, it will not. It will. If you ever see me in New Orleans and I willingly go to a Dave and Buster's on my own volition, I, I want you to, you know, that's where like take me out back. That's where the opposing team that's coming to play a game. That's where they all hang out. That's fine with me. I would love that beer in in games. That's like cool. like if the you can do that in all the Bucks fans will come to a game in New Orleans and they're all like we're gonna rendezvous at Dave and Buster. That's you can do that at your because apartment. they know they're not gonna see any locals there, yeah, so they'll exactly. just own the place. Uh, I do not have a basketball shooting hoop game in my house, so like I cannot do that in my house. Academy. I, I'm not going buy one. I don't even want to. I don't even want to trash it. I, it, it it you know what, Blaze? It probably is awesome. I'm just saying I'm not going to the one in New Orleans. Oh no no no. If no, I'm in no, some. No, no. Sc- 
city cookie cutter place where it's like I'm just there's nothing but chain restaurant. Maybe I'll go check it out. Well, yeah, you're, you're a guy who's traveled a lot. I figured maybe you put in New been Orleans. I'm not. No, I've. I mean, I used to live there. There's so many amazing places. I'm yeah, not gonna be like sit up Dave and Buster's tonight. No, I've but never I'm been also to one cheap, in New Orleans. So if either. Fox sent me a hundred dollar gift card, you know what? I probably would. Go. I would 100. <laughs> I would be. I would be in the car now. Yeah. So the other Tom Brady thing. Dana White, you saw this in Gronk? No. Y'all didn't see this over the weekend? No. Guys, so Gronk <laughs> Gronk and his family, the Gronk, apparently they had a Gronk cast the for, the, for the UFC fight. Or the, okay. not the fight, like the whole pay-per-view, right? Right. Um, and Dana White was talking to him, and Gronk was like, are you going to say it? I mean, I guess we can put it out there. Dana White was claiming he had worked in the shadows and put together a deal for Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski to sign with the Las Vegas Raiders in 2020, and that John Gruden blew up the deal. No way. Oh, I saw memes about that, yeah. and I was so confused. Yeah. I didn't hear anything about this. Yeah. That's I saw insane. the memes about Gronk, that. And Gronk was like, basic, I mean, maybe Dana and Gronk are just bleeping with everyone Maybe. but probably they, but I, I don't know this 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 didn't this didn't come across as some wait isn't that tampering uh well i mean yeah sure but yes why not i don't know dana white he's not an owner yeah he doesn't care um and gronk was technically retired at the time and brady hadn't resigned so i guess it wasn't it was I, I don't know the timeline if it had been when they were both on the patriot sure but this felt like a timeline of when they weren't yeah um and the john gruden blew it up and if you remember, Brady, I don't know if it was on his show, his self-produced documentary, or if it was in an article, but I remember a quote from him talking about a couple of other places he could have signed, but the team stuck with their own quarterback. And Brady said, his quote was, really? You're going to stick with that mf over me. And wow. everyone was speculating, like, I wonder who they're talking about. Maybe they're Maybe talking about Carr. Garoppolo. No, like, no one thought Derek Carr at the time, but that's absolutely who it had to be that's, yeah. that's, if this story holds up. I thought it was Garoppolo. I, knew, I know what quote you're talking about, and I always thought he talk, he talked about Garoppolo. I mean, it sounds like it, sounds it, like it, it makes a lot more sense Are now. You, can you imagine, like, Brady and Gruden? Like, that would have talked about oil You think vinegar. Gruden was still salty over the no-tuck rule? <laughs> no well, way and he was just that like oh no was. i don't want this guy on my team are you I, kidding me I, I don't know i guess he didn't i i i, I don't know i i i don't know there's i don't, a, there's I don't a think Rude my, would be down for someone to go you know the, the leader an, of the team to go film the mass singer for a little while you there's know? an animal fanatic part of my brain for the saints here that's like maybe the saints would have won a super bowl well if the, tom brady wouldn't have been it, it, the, the, the i mean the other report is that sean payton was gonna grab him if drew had retired yeah and he didn't. I mean, it's like Tampa <sighs> Bay. So Brady <coughs> got courted by Miami and apparently Vegas as well. And Tampa Bay's like, well, we, we got you. Yeah. Come do whatever you, you want. Like- they get a Super Bowl out of it during the COVID season. They get last year. He retires, but he's not really retiring. No. And, oh, I can't believe he didn't thank the Patriots in his retirement. Well, probably because he's trying to go to the Dolphins. Yeah. He didn't yeah. want to say nice things about a team he's about to play in the division. That blows up. With the Brian Flores lawsuit because Bill Belichick texted the wrong Brian in his phone that he used to coach with. So Brady ends up back in Tampa Bay again. Now he's supposedly coming back today. Like, 
That's what a Brady documentary should be about. Yeah, illegal tampering world. and deflating footballs and illegal video. Like, I don't want to sell produce Brady 12 on ESPN Plus. No, give me, give me the Give me the good stuff. Give me the CD. Give me the stuff done in the shadows. You won't see it. Gronk always guy, and he's the hero. He has to be the good guy. Gronk always has the good story, man. When whenever he first retired the first time, coming out of out of New England before he went to Tampa Bay, he had a story. He was on uh, one of the NFL Network's pregame shows, and he had a story that he told about how a trade had went through for him to go to the Lions, and he told him he's like, I don't know how that trade could work because I'm retired. And he said two days later that trade never went through and he played for the Patriots the next season. He's I always got some stories. Uh-uh. I play, or, or last year it was like he was supposed to do some conditioning test. <laughs> and he just, he just like. He just nah. Wore, nah, he just, he did it once. That's funny. He just did it. Or he was, he, yeah. How did he, he, he got out of it by someone photoshopped like a shirt on him or something. So he's like, I'm not doing that more than once. That's funny. Does whatever he wants, man. ESPN Uh-oh. Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. So Tom's supposed to be back today. We'll see if his body can hold up at 45 years old. Hey, if you're listening and you're sick and tired of that constant pain in your knees or your hips or your back, especially at this time of year, you want to be moving pain-free, you need to check out QC Kinetics. I'm Scott Prather for the team at QC Kinetics. They are helping people here every day. We're talking lasting pain relief using the latest advances in regenerative medicine. It's simple science, guys, right? Concentrate your own body's healing agents. Apply them to your aching joints. Restoring, repairing damaged tissue. No drugs, no steroids, no surgery. None of that, okay? The old remedies for pain, they're not the only remedies, guys. You need to learn more about how regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics can change your life. Get rid of that chronic pain. Get rid of it. They got clinics here in Acadiana. They got clinics all over America. It is the exciting new natural way to deal with joint pain. No side effects and no downtime. If you're curious, call, get a free consultation. Can't it it's free. Free consultation. Call QC Kinetics 337-243-4222. That's 337-243-4222. 337-243-4222. 49 after the hour. You know who probably has joint pains and is sadly uh, at the end of their era? Who's that? I just found this out on Twitter, live on this show. Tavon Austin has been released. The Tavon Austin era is over. The best, most electric college highlight video player of all time is probably... You sound really emotional tired. about this. I mean, Dude, Tavon Austin was like my favorite player I was really about to say Tavon died. I was like... No. No, wow. I, I, no, I would. I would I, have, he was so somber. Well, I would have treated that with with, with more respect. Tavon played for I a long have, time in the NFL. I wouldn't have said that his joints his are probably size. in pain. The reality is, Tavon, good for him for getting paid. I don't. I don't know that he ever. I mean, he was never as good lived in, up to the contracts no. that he got. He, he didn't never, live up to the contracts nor to the hype that he got. But he will ever go down as having one of the best college highlight reels. I'm just of all saying, time. he's he was like one of those players where I was like, I always remember <laughs> seeing Tavon Austin every Sunday on, at one game or another. Nasty Nick, a flair for the dramatic. I just found out live while we were on the air that Tavon Austin was released. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was dude released into the like a, a lion's den. Like oh my <laughs> god, that was you really got me nervous. I was I was I thought you were about to break Look, news take, of like a death. I'll I'm take like, my no. Oscar. 
I'm just saying. You weren't acting. No, you don't get an Oscar. That was real on your part. That's how it works. I'll take my Oscar. You were leg- you're legitimately like upset about no, it. No, I, I am upset about it. I love Tavon. That was that was the most. That, he was one of the. He's one of those players where I always saw. I was news. like, all right, all right, all right. Turn your phone around. You love Tavon Austin. Name every NFL team you ever played for. Uh, Rams, Giants. I don't even have it pulled up, but you are missing. Uh, you are missing some. Bills. Um, yeah, that's who you got to come from. Okay. Rams, Giants, Bills. Uh, did he play? He didn't really play for the Bills. He didn't play a game for the Bills. No. He couldn't make the team. There is one that you're missing, but I can't put my there, finger there, on there it. There are a number that he's, there's, that he's Yeah, missing. I mean, he was on like six or seven teams, right? I don't know. I mean, you're, you're a, a Tavon Austin stand. You should know this. <laughs> I mean, Nick's over there. I love Tavon, I love Tavon Austin. Austin. I just don't. I don't know who he played gonna, for. He was at the, the Cowboys for a while. I know that. He was, yeah, he was at the he Cowboys, Cowboys right, for a while. All right, Blaze. Blaze helped you out. Um, he played on some West Coast teams, too. I want to say, did he, did he play for the, he played for one of the California teams, I want to say, for a little while. Maybe the 49ers? I could be wrong. I don't think he played for the Niners. I mean, I want to say Jets. Or guys, he did play for the Jets. So, so who have you named so far? The, the Rams, Rams, Giants. You know, the Rams are on the West Coast, right? So, just, yeah, they were not well, on the they, West he Coast. Was when he was Saint, playing for him. He was in St. Louis. He was whenever. in St. Louis. He was in St. Louis, and he was with them when they moved to L.A. And he was on the Hard Knock season with the Rams and Jeff Fisher. That's right, he was. So you got you you're just you're doing terrible at this. So <laughs> the St. Louis L.A. Rams, then the Cowboys. Got cut by the Niners, couldn't make the team. Yep. Played for the Packers. Packers. Didn't know that. Then played for the Jags. It was the Jags. Last I thought it was year. The Jets. And okay, couldn't make the, the Bills this year. Did not play for the Jets. But yeah, that's your, that's your guy. Man, I love Tavon. I, d- I just, do, though. He's just devastating. Love, he loves college, Tavon. I, he I just, do. No, what you want to say is, I love the old Tavon Austin college highlight reel. Yeah. That's what you love, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. You I, can I love a highlight reel as opposed to like acting like you know you have like all six Tavon Austin jerseys in your closet. Somewhere. I'm going to go and buy all six Tavon Austin jerseys just to spite you. Know? A Jaguars Tavon Austin jersey. I would have the. I would have probably Bills, one of the only one. Bills Tavon Austin jersey that will never surface. No. No. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I guess. Guess you can make one. He had to have one. It'll be if he if he gives it to someone. I mean, you could, be one somewhere. Well, I mean, because NFL has that create your own jersey thing. Sure. You could just put anybody's name on anything. That'd be a total waste of money. Could you, dude? Could you wait? I guess you could theoretically then just like have a. I just had an idea for a really funny prank you could play on people that don't pay attention to sports. Where you could get like a Tom Brady jersey and then like for the Saints or Tom Brady jersey for like Seattle. Be like, oh yeah, you, you got traded like a couple weeks ago. That'd be hilarious. That would be hilarious. That so funny. You're being sarcastic <laughs> and you're a mean person. You're a mean person. Wait, so you want to just do... You want to You want to mess with people that don't follow sports? Yeah, because I, I, I'd laugh. I, I used to... So I used to... We used to do this thing called... That might be funny. I'm, I'm messing with you. We used to do this thing called Tailgate TV. Um, and Ryan Bannitz would host it. And I was always like, dude, if y'all let me host it... And they would have, but I... I was I didn't do it. I had too much going on. I was like, I would just go to some some part outside of Cajun Field with people that are like into the tailgating but don't really yeah. and just go up to them and be like, Well, I mean, with college rules changing this year and them implementing the five point play, like how do you like what are your thoughts and just see how they answer it. And then <laughs> also I also wanted to go to people and just be like if they were like kind of maybe a little sauce, be like, man, I tell you what, dude. I mean, you got Hutzman coming out, Cage, big year, man. 
and then just put the mic in their face and see how they respond to me, kind of <laughs> just some jargon of words. Dude, I mean, the students say, bam, and then they're throwing the balls flying. And yeah, I, and pass the mic to them. Just, they would just be like, what? Or if they try to actually like yeah. be nice, be like, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, or yeah, if they just football. be like, yeah. And th- 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 it's the same concept. Just The nine-point play. You know. I guarantee you, you can get, you can definitely get some students who claim to know about football oh, sure. like, and just go be like, well, you, but the nine point play, and they'll be like, oh, I love it. Yeah, I know. It's great. All right. Um, Chandler Fields, starting quarterback for UL. We wrap it up. Talked about this a good bit in the seven o'clock hour. Um, Coach Desimo will be meeting uh, with media today at 1245. I guess where he'll be asked about it and publicly announce it and give his reasoning. We'll have that for you. On our Twitter feed, if you follow us, at ESPN Lafayette. If you're not, go start following us. But uh, you can get some insight there. Coach will be on with me tomorrow morning. I'll ask him about that and more. But uh, your thoughts on that quarterback battle for now coming to an end. Uh, I mean, he picked him because he feels good about him. I mean, he said multiple times throughout camp that he felt good about either either quarterback. And obviously, like, it's coach speak. I get it. But he wouldn't, you know. He, it wouldn't be a battle if it wasn't close, and, and he, I think it, they're both good. He did what he said. He said, uh, "We're gonna. It's it's still a battle, and yep. we'll decide this when we break camp." And I mean, I watched Chandler Fields play football in that scrimmage, and I mean, it, it, it looked good. It was a scrimmage, he looked, but he looked he looked good. Yes, good man. He looked good and comfortable. And Walridge, I, I like Walridge's height. I mean, he had a couple of his progressions. There was just a simple check down play that yeah. was it was still just run to perfection, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, the guy the guy can play. Blaze, final word. Uh, man, you know it. I'm confident whoever they went with, they obviously thought about it well. I always kind of felt like it was going to be Chandler Fields uh, from the very beginning. I felt like Woolridge was kind of more to to kind of light a fire under Fields and kind of c- cement that. But as soon as he brought up about the ability to be able to create and think outside the box, uh, you you kind of got the idea that he would. That was the extra element that kind of decided who was going to be taking snaps, and it was it was all it was going to be all up to Fields from there. It kind of felt like it was his job to lose all along. All right. Dan Patrick shows next. Thanks for hanging out, fellas. Yes, sir. Coach Easy, Michael guys. Desimo, Jay Walker tomorrow. More guests later in the week. Don't go anywhere. This is ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports.